Reclaim Your Brain podcast. I'm Dr. Liz Rook. I'm a certified life coach and rheumatologist, and I'm here to show you how I combine science, coaching, and psychology to solve stress and worry for me. And now I want to show you how you can do the same to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. It's time to stop struggling and have more fun. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my lovelies. I hope you are having a wonderful week. I have a special treat for you today. I am chatting with Tyson Bradley about his inherent identity process, which makes habit change simple, easy, and permanent. Tyson is the future number one New York Times bestselling author of the book, Discover Your Inherent Identity, a simple and effective way to create change and make it last. He's happily married and the proud father of two redheaded girls. He has studied mindset and behavior change over the past 10 years and has finally cracked the code on the fastest way to make habits happen. I knew when I saw what he had done that this would be so helpful to bring to you because when we're trying to change habits and we're trying and trying and failing, it creates stress and we don't want that. We want habit change to be easy and effective and then keep moving forward with our life. And he is telling us how on the podcast today. Enjoy. So today I have Tyson Bradley with me. He is somewhat famous in the world of life coaching. He is not only a fantastic coach, he's developed a new process for clients that I'm excited to talk about with him today. And he is the infamous MC of the Life Coaching School Mastermind, where we see his style and his flair and his introductions. So I am going to attempt to do him justice when I introduce him, (laughs) which I'm going to record after this. So welcome, Tyson. Thanks so much for being on today. Appreciate it. This is super fun. And I guess... I can be famous for other things, which is like emceeing and other things like that. It's, it's, it's kind of a, I guess I consider myself a man of many talents and random talents. I mean, things like yodeling, beatboxing, rapping, random stuff, but you know, it sure is entertaining. So I'm glad to be that (laughs) for other people. You definitely seem like an entertainer to me and you seem so comfortable up on stage. Yeah. Is that something you've honed throughout your life or is that something you kind of discovered? You know, it. I feel like it's a part of me. I was always the goofball in my family and I'd go to family reunions and be the center of attention doing weird things. And so I think for me, it's just always been something that I, I cherish like interacting with an audience and making them laugh and smile. And so I think that when you discover those kinds of things for yourself, that they're just part of you, I think that that's, you know, and, and when you say it's like, Oh, he just looks so natural on stage. It's like, I feel natural there. It's like, I feel like that's where I come alive. And so, fantastic. and so I think it's, it's a good, it's a good little like metaphor in, in, in the sense of like, I've met people that they, they love their work and you can tell, and it makes you come alive too, when you see that. And so that's, that's what I would say is yes, it's kind of been a part of, I've grown into it, learned the skills or just like, it's just come naturally as I've, as I've practiced because it's what I love to do. Well, that's awesome. You definitely inspire people and fire them up when you're up on stage. And I've witnessed that personally. So that's awesome. I love being on stage too. It's almost like I'm super nervous right before I go on. And then when I get up there, I'm like, all right, let's do this. Shows on. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. exactly. Yes. So let's transition that into a little bit more about you. How long have you been a life coach? So I have been a life coach for... I've been certified for four years. I have been learning about behavioral changes and how to create change for the past 10. I got a degree in human resources and a master's in human resources and a master's in business. And my whole aim in all that education was how do I help employees just become more productive and better and and all Mm -hmm. those things. And so that was always my aim and my goal. And then I heard about coaching, you know, back in 2015. And this is when 
the life coach school was just pretty much starting out. You know, mm-hmm. Brooke was on episode maybe 25 and I started listening and, and binged all those less, all those. And I was like, wow, this whole, this whole model thing explains all the other behavioral models that I've learned in the past. And so it's, it's been such a fun journey to take that information then, and then learn a bunch of other things. And now creating my own kind of methodology that I have found to be very powerful and in helping people to change quickly. So yeah. Right on. Yeah. So let's jump right into the inherent identity process, which is your process that you've developed to help people with change to make it easier, even more fun. As I went through it, I was like, oh, he's making it fun. That's great. And kind of like reinforcing that, that habit change. Um, how did it kind of evolve and develop for you? Yeah. So I feel like as I was discovering and learning from so many different areas and coaches and groups that I was in that, um, that weren't necessarily the life coach school or the model where we learned it. Oh, thoughts, create our feelings and feelings, drive our actions, actually create results. It's like, that's always going on in the background. But as I continued to learn, I, I found a coach who, who taught me about, uh, identity. He, and he described it as, you know, being before doing, <clears throat> it's like, who do I want to be by the time that I die? And, it's, it's a question that we've all heard before. It goes back to what seven habits, highly effective people. It's like begin with the end in mind where, you know, envision your, your, the end of your life and your eulogy and, and write it out. And I've done this activity plenty of times, but there was this, I feel like this time upon hearing it, it clicked a little bit where we're just like, so if we have to be the person um, before we actually do our actions so that we can have the results that we want. How do I do that? How do I be? <laughs> it's like people talk about being, doing, and having versus like have, do, be, which is usually the model people operate from. It's like, I need to have the, I need to have the money so that I can, you know, do the, you know, say like eat healthy or buy, buy the healthy foods and the supplements, and then I'll be healthy. That's kind of how we work it versus, well, I need to be healthy first so that I can do healthy things. And then I can have the energy in the body that I want. And so, so it's kind of flipping that, that model and people talk about it was like, okay, well, how do you do that process? And as I was practicing what this coach was telling me about, about like I am statements. I was just like, okay, I am statements. I've heard of this affirmations. These are not new, but how could I make these I am statements more powerful? Uh, how can I make them more me? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so there was one day where I was thinking about a goal, like something that I wanted to to do with my life which was stop eating sweets. I was just like, for the past three years, I had tried so many different things. I had tried like changing my mindset, right? It's like, just change your thoughts. Catch yourself when you want to eat a, eat, a, eat a treat or something sweet and change your thoughts. It's like, okay, there's that. Um, and it didn't work. <laughs> and then I tried, I tried feeling my emotions. So uh, the idea is, okay, when you have the urge, that's an emotion. That's this vibration that goes on your body, uh, feel it. Uh, and, but don't act on it. And I tried that and it didn't work. I was just like, oh man, this is really hard to like feel your emotions in the moment and to like allow it to just dissolve, to sit there with that. And I tried, you know, I, it was hard for me to try any of like the habit tricks that are in like atomic habits or tiny habits or whatnot, just because I had a, a spouse that like to eat treats and she still does. And so to make it harder to, to like, or to remove it from my life, well, no, I can't do that. Cause I don't want to, you know, I want her to be her. And I, I, I feel like I can be me too in this, in this relationship. And so those things didn't work. 
and I just remembered like feeling, I guess, you know how you try and change something for a long time and sometimes you just want to give up and sometimes you just think, is there, is there a way? And, and I remember just thinking about these I am statements and thinking about this challenge, this specific challenge is like, well, the way I want to show up is that when, when I eat lunch or eat dinner immediately afterwards, you get that, like, for me, it's, you get, it's almost like I stand in the pantry. I'm like smacking my lips, just like, what could I have? And, and there's all these options. And I, I grew up like with a tub of ice cream in the fridge or in mm -hmm. the freezer Oreos in the, in the, in the pantry. It was like, it's like that habit, always... like you get the sweet after dinner. Like after sweet, have, after dinner. Yeah, you have like the meal and then you have to have the sweet. My brain's exactly the same. And it's just like, okay, where's our sweet? <laughs> exactly. So so when I find myself in the pantry, I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> when you like come to your senses. <laughs> you just I, keep walking into the pantry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just like meander to these habits that you've programmed yourself to be in. And the thing is, it's a lot of it's not even our fault. It's like, I learned this when I was a kid. Totally unconscious, just default. Yeah. That's like the best example of default planning. It's like when you come home from work and you're just like, you find yourself in front of the fridge. You're like, wait, dinner's in like an hour. What am I doing? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and, and all I knew though, all I knew is that the past like three, four years, it's like, Yes. And when I was first married, we were having cake and ice cream every night. It was, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized when I keep, when I do this, it doesn't feel good. Like I don't sleep as well. And then I don't wake up with the energy that I want the next day. And, and so it was a problem. It became a problem because I was just like, I don't want this in my life, but I keep doing it. Yeah. And, and I think so that's an important point. Like sometimes we do things like eat sweets and it's not a problem right? But it's like when we have that habit and we see it and we want to change it. And like you said, you've addressed it from like the thought perspective, you know, the belief and then the feeling trying to shift the feeling or allow the right. feeling or process the feeling like we learn as all good coaches and we help our clients with, but it's how you approach it. And we all want the how, right? Everyone wants to yeah. solve the how. And so it sounds like you've gone through the, the thoughts, the habits, the actions, you're like, I just want to be at the result and I want to make it easier. I want to be that person already. Right. right. You know, and so at this point I was just like, okay, how, how do I do this whole being thing? And so I created this, I am statement that I thought would be fun. Mm -hmm. And, and it ended up being, I said to myself, you know, what I want to do is I want to like say no to sweets. That's what I want to do. And so I was like, what's a way that I could change it into an I am statement? like saying no to sweets. And what I came up with, it was just like, you know, I think maybe it was probably just like divine revelation. It was like, whoa, it came. And I thought I am a sugar shunner because I love alliteration mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and it You're sounded so fun, <laughs> right? I love rhyming. I love alliteration. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. but to take this action and to put it into a being statement, that's what we're doing here. That's how we're how we're making this an identity type of thing. Mm -hmm. So when we, when people say change how you're being, change your identity, what we're, what we're saying is you need to change your I am statement because behind every thought that you have is also an identity statement. So you might just think, you know, my daughter shouldn't uh, yell and scream, you know, cause I've got two little girls mm -hmm. uh, and that might be this thought. And behind the scenes, I'm thinking just like, I am frustrated. Mm-hmm. Or just like, I am annoyed when they scream. And, and so behind all these thoughts, there's these identities that we have. And if we can change the identity, if we can start describing ourselves as who we want to be and who we really are, mm -hmm. then what if that's like the core? What if that's the core of how we can, how we can change? So I came up with a statement. It's like, okay, I am a sugar shunner. I say no to sweets. And Next thing you know, I eat lunch, I find myself in the pantry and I, and it dawns on me. I'm just like, oh wait, I'm a sugar center. I don't eat sweets. Mm. And it was done.
-hmm. And I was like, I was able to walk away. And I think part of it was just because I, it's like, I felt that that was the truth. You believed what you told yourself. (laughs) I believed what I told myself. And I think that's something that's like really important for, for anyone listening is that for some reason you have desires. Where do they come from? Because I know that my wife doesn't want to be a sugar shunner, but I do. And I don't need to be a sugar shunner. I'm a skinny guy, guys. Like I'm tall and skinny. I have no fat on my bones. It's like, I don't necessarily need to not eat them, but I wanted to. And that's the key is like, what you want is who you really are. And that's, Mm. and that's the difference is, is when you really start paying attention to, I would say more so the yearnings of your heart versus like the pleasures that your brain is seeking. Cause I think that that's the battle that we all face is that we're going around and our brain is just like, yes, I want cake. Yes. I want ice cream. Yes. To the Oreos. And yet our heart is saying, that's actually not what I want. Mm -hmm. That's not the truth. And so when we start turning off kind of the, the pleasure seeking brain and we start turning on the heart yearning brain, because mm-hmm. the heart has its own brain. Um, and, and so it's just like when we start turning that on and start listening to it a little bit more, and then we start identifying with that, that's where we get power. And that's where I found it's almost like I was able to bypass all the chatter that my brain wanted to give because it's not because I'm not paying attention to all the head brain stuff. I'm paying attention to all the heart brain stuff. It's like, it's like it's such a, a more powerful source to right. come from like that heart center of who you really are. Exactly. And that's the fun thing is we can change our identity and our personality. But right. if we're disconnected from who we are and what we truly want, you know, what our true goals are, I think that it's, we hear the chatter and we get overwhelmed by the chatter and then we believe the chatter right. and all the mind drama. But when we can kind of slow down enough, and that's what I work with my clients on a lot is just slowing down enough. Yes to just come back into the body. Yeah. (laughs) Because when we're living in our heads or we're totally disconnected, mind and body are disconnected, but then when we can slow down enough to come back into the heart and just really listen and hear what we truly want. I think that speaks to kind of where you're going as far as like not listening to the desires of the brain. Like we want to eat, we want to put sugar in our mouth. It feels good in the moment, but when there's a net negative effect and you realize that's not who you are, yeah. At your core. Which is why, which is why like the book that I'm writing is like discover your inherent identity. Cause, cause it's not like we're trying to change your identity. What we're trying to do is we're trying to connect with the identity that's already there. Mm-hmm. We're not becoming what we're doing until we're remembering. Mm-hmm. Kind and of so, uncovering the layers. It's like, exactly. There's, there's like grime on a window and you can't, you think you're seeing clearly, but as the layers come off, you're like, it's so much more crisp and clear now. Yeah. This is what it truly is versus this is what I thought it was. Or you think about Michelangelo and the statue, you know, David, it's like his whole goal is like, he see, he saw the statue within the stone and all he was doing is removing the excess. Well, he was a, he was like, he was focused on the heart, you know, and removing all the, all mm-hmm. the clutter, all the chatter that's standing in the way of it. Yeah. It's almost like we're walking around as like blocks of clay Yeah, and we're chipping away, right. To get back to that inherent identity and we're all works of art on the inside. Right. I think that's a great analogy. Yeah. So, so let's so. go through the process. Cause I did it a few days ago and I was like, this is pretty cool. And I love that you have with your free download on your website, which will link that in the show notes, but that you have that video that kind of walks you through it and explains that. I think that's fantastic. And it's so easy to do. You guys, you have to download this and you have to try it because it's amazing. All right. So let's go through the inherent identity process. You want to walk us through each step briefly? Yes. Yes, we can do that. So, um, you can follow along by knowing the acronym, which is just, I am me. And so the first letter is I, which stands for ideal. So what you want to do is you want to be 
take any of your goals, take anything that you're trying to work on, whether it's, you know, overcoming stress or being more patient with your kids or losing weight or starting a business, whatever it is, what is your ideal experience of that thing? So when it comes to my kids, my ideal was that I wanted to be patient and maybe actually doing would be fun, Liz, is you share your ideal. What's, yeah. what was your yeah. idea? So I did two. I did one for my business and one for my weight because I'm always working on my health and my fitness. And I almost feel like that's yeah. harder than doing business. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Let's do the harder so, one. <laughs> yeah. So my ideal was I want to weigh 138 pounds and maintain it easily and deliciously while feeling lean and strong. Okay. So that's the ideal. Yeah. Right. So it's just mm -hmm. like, and I want you guys to think almost like wishful thinking when it comes to the ideal, it's like, what would be so amazing to experience if I could have it the way that I want it to. And, and so your example is perfect, but the next letter is a, which is stands for amplify. And mm -hmm. I deliberately put this step in because we're actually very bad at dreaming <laughs> and <Yes. laughs> we don't, we don't often dream big enough. And so there's a need for us to take the ideal and to imagine what would this ideal look like 10 times? What if we expanded it? What if we made it even more grand, more great than we ever could imagine? And so I'm curious for you, how did you apply the Amplify step? Yeah, so this one was kind of tough. And I think a lot of people might look at this and be like, okay, I'll do this later. Like the first step yeah. is easy. And then the second step, it's like, oh, you have to actually like, we have to use our brains to think, right? And oh, just yeah. like you said, to dream bigger. Um, and that was actually one of the questions I had for you. And I'll ask yeah. the question, but then I'll give you my answer. Um, is what do you do if someone gets stuck on the Amplify section? Like, what would you recommend? Um, because I got stuck when I first did it. My brain was like, mm -mm, no, that's too hard. We can't <laughs> go there. And I thought about it and I said, okay, so I weigh 138 pounds and I maintain it, and I'm always nourishing my body in a delicious way that feels good, that food tastes good, that I can say no to sugar and sweets because sugar is my you know, spirit animal. Um, yeah. But I know that I feel bad after I eat it, and it's not you know, my ideal. But I also, I have a fabulous wardrobe, and I help women love their bodies as much as I love my body mm. and help them lose weight as they decrease their stress. Because I know that for me, when I'm focused on weight loss, I don't tend to lose weight because I get all up in my head about it. And yeah. when I'm focused on loving my life and appreciating my body and having gratitude for it and finding fun ways to nourish it that are also delicious and healthy, kind of putting that all together in one package, the weight just falls off. Wow. And it's almost like magic. <laughs> so if I can you know, do that for myself and then help other people do it as I help them transform their lives, decrease their stress, kind of step into their best health. That would be kind of an amplification. And then having no judgments about my weight and my body or anyone else's, because I realized like we all judge. And I was actually doing some self-coaching on this this morning for a completely different topic, yeah. but having that judgment, but not judging the judge, <laughs> you know, not yeah. judging the judgment. I think that would be my amplification is to be able to like, you know, look at someone else's body and not have any judgment about it or to look at my body, like even as a reflection when I was walking down the street after I got coffee this morning to just yeah. be like, yep, that's me. Okay. Versus like, oh, I look good or oh, I look bad or oh, this or oh, that. And so for me, that was my amplification. That's where I kind of took it. I love that. So to answer your questions, like, I think that what we can do and your, your example of being able to sit with this and think of more ideas is, is perfect. If you struggle with this step, one option is that you consider just a few other questions that can maybe help you. One could be how could fulfilling this ideal expand and helping other people? Mm -hmm. So your example is just like, okay, not only do I lose weight, but I'm able to love other people and I'm able to be an example to others and share what I learn with others. And it, and it is like, okay, that's one way of expanding. Mm -hmm. 
So it moves from just myself to other people now. That's one way of expanding. Um, another way of expanding is how can I just add more richness to the experience mm. of it yeah. all? So it's interesting that now that we've amplified it, you went further into detail of how you wanted to experience. It's not only delicious, but it's fun and it's enjoyable and I'm able to sustain it. And then I'm able to, uh, and my wardrobe too. And, and it's just like, I love my body when I see it, my eyes just like, like get excited, you know, it, and so it may be ridiculous, but when we can get ridiculous in some way, like what if we could just have fun with this? What if we could just imagine the most crazy, amazing experiences and we just dial up the, the dramatized, it's almost like the dramatized version of our mm -hmm. ideal. We could just say, okay, you know, not only do I lose weight, but it's fast. It's easy. When I eat food, my body just says, heck yes. And then when I look in the mirror, I'm just like, oh baby. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, what, what if? Yeah. I think too, expanding it beyond ourselves, because for me, I go back and forth with weight loss. I'm like, yeah, I can lose weight. I've done it before. You know, I was mm -hmm. at my ideal weight and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> I was like, Bleh. and I learned that I wasn't as, you know, solid as I thought I was as far as yeah. like the emotional eating, but also expanding it past me so that I can inspire others. Yeah. Because when it's just me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm okay where I am. Like I've lost 30 pounds in the past. I've kept it off. Like I have that success. And this is like almost vanity weight, you know? But yeah. I also want to do it to prove to myself that I can and to prove to other people that it, it it really is more mindset than, you know, physical something or right. other barriers. Like we can we can do anything with our minds. Kind of it's like that example of what's possible. But when I'm just focused on myself, like, meh, take it or leave it. And then when it comes down to it in the moment, like I'm the person who can choose to have, you know, the chocolate or choose to have the ice cream. And then... Yeah, long run does it really matter you know and then I kind of like but like you said it's up in my brain versus being who I am like I yeah. plan ahead to have ice cream and I enjoy the heck out of it and I don't cut everything out of my diet you know kind of in that way like I know that I can go down the slippery slope of sugar but when I think about it of like I'm going to get to this weight and it's going to be so much fun and I'm going to be able to inspire so many more people. I can be up on stage telling other people like, this is how you do it. This is how easy it is. This is yeah. how fantastic it feels. And then you go from there. Like, what are the other results, the bigger results, the things that we don't routinely think about? Right. And that's where I think that heart and that inspiration comes from, because we all have that desire inside of us to not only transform ourselves and be who we truly are and in our heart space, but to also share that with others and inspire them as well. I love that. And I think, well, something that I just thought of that I think is pretty key. And I don't think I've said this before elsewhere is that the ideal, just thinking about the ideal is a very, very head brain space. It's mm -hmm. just, let me figure this out. The amplification is about you getting into your heart and, and asking almost like, what is this really about? Mm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you'll notice, at least for me, when, what happens is that when I get into the amplification, it's like, there's, that's where more excitement is. That's where more possibilities exist. That's when my heart starts to come alive in this process mm -hmm. where the ideal is just, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love to experience that. And then it's just like stale. And then the amplification is like, okay, hey, how can I engage my heart into this? And what would make this even more grand? What if every pound that I lose and maintain means 5,000 extra dollars in my business every single month? You know, it's just like, mm -hmm. we can get crazy. We could do random things like that. Or it means that I help 500 extra people this yeah. year. Yeah. And I think that, that you touched on like ridiculous and fun, right? Yeah. So many times as adults, we're like, oh, we're adulting. Oh, it's so serious, yeah. you know, and we, we go there and then we kind of get stuck there a little bit. And I think going back to like, you know, I'm huge on like slowing down, being aware and like 
just having fun playing. Like, how can you introduce more fun and play into your life? Right. And I think this amplification step, because it reconnects us with our heart. Like, what did right. we love to do as kids? How can we get more of that and introduce more of that? Yep. And it also helps us connect with others because we're not, when we're not like in our headspace, you know, kind of like analytically thinking about it. And like, like you said, that would be nice. That would be yeah. great, but it's hypothetical. Whereas yeah. the amplification and that heart step and expanding into that and just allowing it to come in and feeling safe for it to come into that possibility. Cause I think a lot of times when we create possibility, then we're like, yeah. And then it's almost like you get to that. Well, that'd be great if it happened, but I'm afraid to try because what if I fail and then I'm going to have to face like disappointment and failure yeah. and feeling rejected and kind of goes back into that emotional almost storm where yeah. we push it away before it begins. No, I think that's super key because and, uh, and the word that I love that you said was like playful. And can we remain in this playful space without going into the storm? Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, just apply this process. Like let's go through these steps and let's allow this to be something fun or playful mm-hmm. and get us into this imaginary place where we can connect with this heart that exists more so on the imaginary plane than mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. than on the structure uh, process. So it's like, I feel like this, this process we're going through, it is very much um, science and structure and art. Mm. art and feeling we have to combine both like the best of both worlds exists and that's where the magic happens so we do ideal we do the amplify Mm -hmm. and then we move on to the next step you ready for the next step yeah let's do it okay the next step is movement which is all about action so Mm -hmm. we can go to this playful space we can think about the amplified ideal and when we do we could ask ourselves the question what would it take? Like what actions would it take to create this amazing experience? And we could just start listing out all the actions that would be included. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we list them out. What else? What else? What else? And it's not like we have to have an exhaustive list, but usually the first things that come to your mind, the top five are really the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the habits that you want to create, the, the way you want to show up. So I'm curious for you, what were some of the actions that you wrote down for the health? Yeah. And that's, what's interesting is it's mostly stuff I'm already doing, yeah. but it's just kind of dialing it in. So, you know, planning foods and eating foods only that I love, like not mm, saying yeah. I have to eat salad, finding salads that I actually enjoy or like vegetables that I like or fruits that I like. I've had so many, cause I used in my past life, I was a weight loss coach and now I'm this a stress reduction coach because I yeah. think they're all tied, you know, like you can't find your joy if you're drowning in stress. Yeah. So I think weight loss or health, body health is an inherent subset of mind health. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I approach it now, but mm-hmm. it's mostly like being able to say no to foods when I know, like, like you said, like in your heart, you're like, yeah, my brain wants this and it knows how delicious it'll be in the moment, but like in the long run, it's not going to be. And yeah. the staff at the clinic where I used to work, they would laugh at me because they'd come around with donuts at least once a week. Like someone would drop off donuts. And I was like, yeah. Can I just smell them. Cause literally for me, the smelling of them, I'm just like, I love the sugar smell, but it, it sounds ridiculous, but it fulfilled me. Yeah. And I, you know, I just smell them and then be like, okay, cool. Cause I know if I eat the donut, like an hour later, my energy is going to be like, uh-huh. and I'm going to feel draggy and awful and then have to you know process through that and keep working (laughs) so um so just really like finding foods i love and being able to trust myself and my identity like you said of like if someone offers me food and like the food pushers and like the social interactions with food of like no you should eat this be like thank you that looks wonderful but i am not hungry right now because people can't argue with you (laughs) you know yeah, that kind of thing. So, so not people pleasing in the food space, I think is something that yeah. I've had to work on. And that's something that yep. I think I could still continue to work on. Um, moving my body and not judging myself. Like if I just go for a walk instead of going to CrossFit, that's okay too. You know, yeah. and finding movement. I enjoy, like, I love hiking. I love being outside and then finding other stuff in the summer when it's stupid hot out. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not like, I'm just going to go sit on the couch. Right. But just enjoying my body more, yeah. enjoying moving my body, enjoying connecting with it, you know, not feeling like I have to do it, but I get to do it. Kind of stepping yeah. into that identity of like, I have this body and I get to use it. I get to eat foods that are exciting and healthy and nourishing and finding that intersection where they all meet. Yeah. You know, and people who like say, I hate vegetables. I hate fruit. I hate this. It's like just questioning those thoughts. Like, do you really hate that? Mm. Is that true? Is it just, they were cooked a certain way when you were younger and you were forced to eat them versus like, how could you explore them or make them more fun? And then for me to practicing, like you said, allowing urges, but also being kind to myself when they happen, like, yeah, I hear you brain that you want to get up and go eat a snack after the kitchen's closed for the night, but it's okay. You can, you can have that thought, but at the same time, like if I decide that I'm going to get up and go eat an apple after the kitchen's closed, that's okay too. Yeah. (laughs) Like having that kindness for myself. And that was kind of the action steps that, and I saw like where I'm already doing and then where I can improve. Love it. Yeah. You know, and, and to your point, some of these actions will be things you either are already doing or you've known to do for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I think that at this day and age, we all know what we need to do. We just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I think that in accessing a little bit of the playful experience of this, we can consider ways or ways to make it playful, ways to take the action and also make it playful. And and another question that kind of came up to my mind as you were talking was just, I feel like we could say also, what do you really want to do? Mm-hmm. And adding that really, I think is a way to be able to go from the head to the heart and start speaking to this heart of ours and to even bring that into the action phase, into this movement, because then we could say, yeah, what do we really want to do here? I just really want you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like inserting a pause, like your yeah. brain offers you something and then you pause and you say, what do you really want? And yeah. that kind of like drops you in more drops you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think so... the other thing that, that I didn't mention was celebrating when I'm doing what I want to be doing, like celebrating the wins to kind of reinforce yeah. those new neural pathways. Cause the more we practice something, the easier it becomes. And then it, it truly is part of our identity. And I think yeah. this process kind of complements that as far as like creating the new neural pathway faster. Yes. Because if it's already who you are and then you're celebrating it further reinforces it. Yes. So like you have a great meal, you have a great day and you step back and realize two weeks ago, that wouldn't have been possible. Two years ago, I couldn't have done mm-hmm. that. Right. And just, I think looking back to see how far we've come, because a lot of times we're like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's just what I do. Yeah. But there was a time when I didn't go and work out four days a week. I didn't make the best food choices. You know, I beat myself up regularly if I didn't yeah. make the best food choices that I felt like I had to. And now it's just such a natural part of who I am. But be, like pausing enough, like that, what I really want to do versus like having the future goal and being like, yeah, yeah, she's out there. This is who I am already. Right. And just stepping into it. You know, and a lot of times too, when we hear about what we should do, we make it into a rule. Mm-hmm. And then we resist it. And so some of us like will hear all these things that we, you know, quote unquote need to do. And what if we were to question those things? What if we were to question all of it so that we could just open, be open and receptive to what we really want. Mm-hmm. And in that way, we're letting go of all these rules. We're letting go of the way that people say it should be done and we can actually tune into what we think would be best for us right now. Knowing that it can evolve in the future, knowing that we might hear again to do this, you know, intermittent fasting or whatever. And we're just like, okay, you know what? I actually feel pulled to that versus I should do that. And I am resisting the shooting. Yeah. Kind of Cause thing. then there's the judgment on the judgment. I call it the pile right. of poop that we just keep peeping poop on too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it's smellier. totally like that. Yeah. So, so I think that's, that's important. And I lost yeah. my train of thought. So go ahead. Well, I had something and I lost it. <laughs> I think the, the thing is in the I am me process, it's like, we've got the idea, we amplify it. Then we talk about the movement, all these actions that we mm-hmm. really want to do. And then 
we get to the next step, it's like we're going to use all these other things, the ideal, the amplified, mm-hmm. the the movement, and we're putting it all together into a manifesto, which is the next M. So manifesto, which is all about how can I create that I am statement that helps me to put this action and this ideal into words. It's almost like we're just trying to give words to this identity that's already within us. And so for me, it was, I am a sugar shunner. I say no to sweets. And there's something pretty key about this manifesto. It's, it's not just the I am statement. What needs to follow it is an action. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I am this type of person, what do I do? So who I am, what I do in one statement to capture who we really want to be and who we really are. So for you, I am curious, what was the manifesto you came up with? Yeah. So I actually came up with three I am statements and then actions. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I remembered what I was going to say, like between the, the movement and the manifesto, that's where you're creating your how. Like, cause yeah. our brains get stuck in the how, but when you go through this process, as I think part of, partly what is so brilliant about it is you're taking yourself through the how and you don't yes. even realize it. And then when you're done, you're like, I have my how. Yeah. Right. And that's my identity. And then you can always check back in with your heart. If something feels off and kind of clarify it even further. Yes. Because we all create our own how we have the, sh- you know, the, the, what we should do or what, you know, society culture says is the way. And there's so many different ways, especially with health and mindset and all that, but finding your own way that's unique to you from your heart space. That's what I think is brilliant about this process. And then you're creating your how, and then clarifying it. Yes. I love that. You said it so well. Okay. What's your, what's your, I am. (laughs) I'm glad we're recording because I'll never be able to say it again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I am a lean woman. I am a strong fit woman and I am healthy. So with the, I am a lean woman, my action is I eat healthy foods in nourishing portions and listen to my hunger and satisfaction skills or hunger and satisfaction signals. I am a strong fit woman. I work out, run, lift weights and move my body in a fantastically fun way. Nice. And then I am healthy. I don't eat to soothe my stress. I process my emotions without food. Love it. Those are so good, you know, and I want you all to know this doesn't have to be complicated. You don't need to have alliteration. You don't need to, some people actually, I I have one person that I know that she doesn't even like the word fun. She's just like, she likes the word playful, likes to, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. some of you might be resistant to even just like making this fun. You're just like, no, I don't like fun. Just like, I like just, but for you, just like, how can we just put this into an I am statement? I have someone who, who made it into a rhyme uh, for intermittent fasting. It just worked so well for her. She says, mm-hmm. I, I am someone who eats a good mix from 10 until six. That's great. <laughs> and, 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 you know, when she was on vacation and she struggled to like with those time frames, she also added this little addition. She's like, it's also great from 12 until eight, <laughs> you know? Awesome. And so it's like, but the thing is when she's, when she just told herself this, she had so much like challenge trying intermittent fasting in the past, but the moment that she like created a statement that was enjoyable and something that she could remember easily, it's like, it just clicks. It just enables you to do the thing that you want to do without all the drama, without all the chatter that your brain wants mm-hmm. to give you to do otherwise. Yeah, And so she's now intermittent fasting with ease, you know, just from a simple statement. And that's the power that I experienced too. It's just like, how is it that this one statement can change me in an instant when I've struggled with it for the past four years? Mm-hmm. And I think there is, there is something to this process of like, it's an art and a science. It's like, okay, here's the format. Here's the structure of, of how to create it. But then there's the art of like, how do I really feel about this? And how do I put this heart into words to communicate who I really am? Because if this is who you really are, mm-hmm. then the brain has no argument. 
Mm-hmm. Because if we were to say, it's like, I am, I am patient. And I, to be honest, I tried just saying I am patient and that didn't work. <laughs> it's like, I tried to be, I am patient. I don't get frustrated with my kids. I think that was like my first statement and it would, it did not work. Mm-hmm. And, but in the process of like trying to tune, it's like, what do I really want here? Is it just that I don't want to be frustrated or is like, what do I really want to create? And I went through a series of iterations of my mm-hmm. statement mm-hmm. to clarify what exactly I wanted to experience with my kids. Yeah. And so while you were talking about that, I boiled it down because it sounds like from what you're saying, you want people to have one statement, which, you know, our brains don't love to constrain. Yeah. <laughs> we're walking them through like one sentence. You're like, no, I need at least four. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is helpful. It is helpful to constrain a little bit because you could get carried away. It's like you could have mm-hmm. like 20 different statements and and there are statements that I have that are more uh, situational. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I've always wanted to be someone who remembers names. Uh, and what's crazy is that we always, I can't tell you how many times people will say, I'm not good at remembering names as though it's a fact of life. This is what we do. We just say, oh, I'm not good. It's just like, well, if you keep telling yourself that, of course you won't be good. Of course you won't remember. (laughs) And so I just decided, well, I am a name nabber. I capture names and remember them. Mm -hmm. And so I went to an event like a couple weeks ago. And whenever I met someone, I was like, okay, yeah, what's your name? And I wrote it down. I'm a name nabber. That's what I do. I capture names and I remember them. And I wrote something that about them that, that I could remember mm-hmm. them by. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, awesome. For you, when you were talking about being a lean woman, I was just like, what about a lean lady? Because I just love alliteration. It's like, I am, a, I am a lean lady. And, and, it, yeah. and the thing is, this one statement could incorporate all the things mm-hmm. that you want. Mm-hmm. It's like, I take care of my body and create fantastically fun ways to move it and nourish it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, I did a little bit of alliteration. I am fit, fearless, and fun. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, you, so I, I think so that you went captures through my process? personality too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it sounds like you kind of did another iteration. Mm-hmm. You took yes. those three and you put it into one. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So fit, fearless, and fun. Cause that kind of, just in, embodies like how I want to eat, how I want to move, how I want to live, how I want to interact. That is awesome. Yeah. How I want to process feelings with fearlessness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including <Yeah>. fear. <laughs> See, and the thing is in part, like with my example of like, I am a sugar shunner, I didn't need to process feelings. Mm. It's just who you are. It's just who we are. Mm-hmm. And so there is, it's like the urge went away. I didn't need to process urges because there was no urge, which I found fascinating. And so maybe, maybe that will work for you. Maybe it won't. And you'll still need to process emotions and that the skill that you want to develop. And that's who you want to be is someone that does that. And if Mm -hmm. that's the truth, then it's like, I say, go for it. Because of what, what this process is, it's not about me telling you what to do. It's about me helping you learn who you really are to create your own process from your own space to create your own thing and that's so it's just like okay ideal amplify movement manifesto and then the last step is evoke Mm -hmm. and and this last step is is all about how can i remember who i really am you will know it's like if you keep struggling, the reason why you keep struggling is because you forget who you really are. Mm-hmm. And so there needs to be a routine of remembering. And that's what we just call evoke. And it's not just about saying your affirmation because I've tried that. I know of other people who are just like, will try and have these mantras that they say to themselves and repetition does help get things from the conscious to the subconscious. But I feel like the better way is, is to just evoke emotion too with your statement is we've got to say the statement and connect with the heart 
of it. Mm-hmm. Connect it to the whole process that we just went through. That this represents who I really am. And so for me, I, I kind of created a maybe a more full statement of how we could use this. And, and the first piece is to say, I'm so happy and grateful that I am fun, fearless, fit, fearless and fun. Fit, fearless and fun. Yeah. So, okay. So, so it's like, I'm so happy and grateful. That's like the first statement. So I'm so happy and grateful that inherently is like the second piece. Mm-hmm. And then your I am statements, I am fit, fearless and fun. Yeah. And then, and then you the repeat. Piece, yeah. And then the last piece is like, this is who I really am. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so having this set of phrases, um, I found to be the most powerful, it's not a rule. So I'll say that up front. This is not a rule you need to follow. The principle behind all of this is that I'm trying to help you say something, say this statement in such a way that it actually generates emotion. Mm -hmm. Because if you can actually generate emotion, if you feel the truth of it, then it's almost like you are bypassing the brain. You are, it's, you're creating that connection. You are rewiring it instantaneously that it doesn't need to take forever that you can just like step into this person, step into this being, this spiritual being, this eternal being that you've always been. And you can just be that now instead of being what the world has taught you to be, because Mm -hmm. that's what we're living in is we're living in this world and this body that has all these pleasures and avoidance of pain and what our parents and teachers taught us. Like that's, that's what we're living in. And so this process is about connecting to your heart to understand, no, who you really are is the fit, fearless, and fun. That's who mm-hmm. you really are. Yeah, and if you like remember Michelangelo, that, yeah, taking the chisel and he just hits it once over the <laughs> over the clay and everything falls away. Right. And David's Done. there. <laughs> in all his glory, in all yeah. his nakedness. Ex- it's like, exactly. He's like, here I am. <laughs> boom. You know, and I love that, uh, that analogy because what if we could just do that? What if we could just like step in, we wake up in the morning, boom. One of the, one of my favorite I am statements that I would recommend for everybody is just, I am enough. Mm-hmm. And there's no action statement after that one. This is, this is the one, you know, caveat. It's just like to wake up in the morning and just be able to say, I am enough, period. Yeah. Yeah. That would change you know? everything. I think for so many people to just right. em- embody it, not just embrace it, not just say it, but to be it. Yes. Like be it. Because we and, all and, are. Right. And I, I love the, I love your analogy. It's like, what if I could just wake up and I just imagine that, that chisel, that one hit I'm enough. <laughs> and then I'm just like, boom, you know, I wake up. I'm like, here I am. Like watch mm-hmm. out world. Yeah. It's like you get muddy overnight and it, it hardens a little, like when you're, when you're like tapping your shoes off, right? Like they yeah. get muddy when you're hiking and you tap them, you wait till it dries mm-hmm. and then you just tap it off and it's gone. And it's gone. And the real you is there. Yeah. It's almost like taking out, like, like you have a garden and there's weeds and you, we, you take out all the weeds and then you plant this beautiful bush of flowers, rose bush, maybe, yeah, or not, or just, I don't know. I can't think of a flower peonies. There's, there you go. Those are pretty and they smell good. <laughs> and you plant the bush and then the next morning the peonies are blooming. You're like, yep. <laughs> yeah. That's who I really am. There you are. Yep. So that's it. That's the process so much fun i think it's great and i love the bonus the bonus at the end i think is money do you want to talk about that or you want to leave it for people to discover oh my goodness i think we should leave it for people to discover that's the teaser (laughs) okay because that really like that really solidifies it and i thought that was an amazing addition well maybe maybe you can talk about how you applied it and then people can like go through it in the in the process I think what it, what the bonus did is it helped me really picture my day after saying the statement in the morning Mm. and just see how I already was that person based on like what I had planned. Does that make sense? Yeah. Without giving it away. Um, And then really just 
moving through the day with ease and being that person, being that fit, fearless and fun, lean lady. Right. <laughs> yeah. My alliteration. Yeah. Yeah. And then also like being who I am without and for me there like a lot of women and I know this is not just me but we have that like inner critic that just screams all day yeah and this process really helped to kind of like she almost got curious I call her my negative Nelly she was like wait what are you doing what's going on here what's happening (laughs) (laughs) what what especially with the bonus step as I was going through my day she was kind of like oh oh maybe you don't need me what's going on (laughs) Right. Nothing to say. Right. So let me just ask you, um, with you applying this, mm-hmm. what's changed? Has it been easier to say no to sweets? I'm just curious. I think so. I think the first day I did it, I then went into work and I got distracted as we mm-hmm. do. And yeah. I forgot, I forgot who I am. Yeah. And I ended up eating some chocolate and then I went back into my cycle of like beating myself up and then feeling bad about it. Mm. And then I remembered, then I was like, no, no, that's not who I am. Yeah. And instantly it was like all everything, all the stress, all the self-criticism just whoosh, gone. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it is important that we recognize this doesn't just apply to um, like habits on the outside. Because we have habitual thoughts too. And if you're habitually someone that beats yourself up, it's just like, oh no, I'm I'm a I'm a self-lover. I love myself mm-hmm. always. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that could be a statement. I'm a self-lover. And and so whenever we catch ourselves and we remember, then it can just be an instantaneous change. Just yeah, like you I, experienced. I agree. And I think I think that interrupt pattern of you know that self-criticism that internal judgment piece I think is really important and when it comes Mm -hmm. you know when you're put like you said when you're putting yourself as this is who I am this is who I'm being versus this is what I'm doing because I think with habits especially so many of us like try and we want to know the how and we want to make it easier and less painful and we think we're going to struggle and a lot of times we give up before we start because we don't want that disappointment or that rejection which then adds to our stress and continues mm-hmm. the stress cycle and the net negative effect and then beating ourselves up and then worrying about it and then not sleeping. I could go on for days, but my audience knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But having that be, you know, just it's so simple and it's brilliant. Just being who we are and just remembering, like you yeah. said, it's already inside of us. We're just bringing it out. We're tapping the chisel and we're creating the masterpiece. Right. And I think I, oh, there was something that I, that I thought about was, now I've forgotten it. Nope. It's not there. Oh, God. That's okay. <laughs> I think we have so much goodness in here. I'm so yeah. excited for people to, to, you know, find you, download this process, do it for themselves, yes. see the transformation. And then once your book comes out, Everybody's going to buy it. Everyone's going to give it to their friends, Christmas gifts, you know, office parties, what have you. So Tyson, tell me, where can people find you? Where can they download this process right now? As soon as they're done, unless they're in the car, don't be downloading on your phone. Yes. Find a safe place to park. Don't trip on your hike or your run, but doing the, I am me, I inherent identity process, like tell them where they can find you. Cause I'm sure they're already wondering. So easiest place is go to inherentidentity.com. And it's right there for you to download. Um, and then if you want to follow me in other ways, just go to Instagram at Tyson Bradley coaching. And that's where you can continue to follow along with other things as well as, uh, I guess if you do like podcasts, then there is the inherent identity podcast as well. So those, those would be the three places where you could learn more, get the process, but go there first, do this thing and start experiencing the the changes that that can come with this. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tyson, for coming on today and sharing your brilliance with us. I'm so excited for people to access this, use it, become who they really are and tap into their heart. All right, my friends, that is our discussion with Tyson. 
about the inherent identity process, I highly recommend you go to inherentidentity.com and download your free worksheet so you can start using this for yourself. It is fantastic. As you heard, I've done it on myself and I plan to keep using it. And I can't wait to see how else I can apply it to get faster results in my life. All right, y'all have a fantastic week and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want more inspiration and stress solutions to feel better and live joyfully, click the link in the show notes to join my email list to get joy delivered straight to your inbox. It is never too late to reclaim your brain and thrive in your life.